Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week we are going to be talking about, man, just such an important topic of work-life balance. (laughs) Um, And to do that, I have brought on Amber Noel. Hello, Amber. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you. When you... um, when I asked, you know, like what, what you're passionate about and you answered work-life balance, I was like, oh gosh, please get on my podcast ASAP <laughs> because I just, I know we need it. Like I personally need it. I know other names that need to hear about this topic. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. Um, yeah. So before we start talking about that, let's hear your nanny journey. Um, I just, I love all nanny journeys because I think they're so interesting. Yeah. Um, so I have always loved kids, babies, um, and working with kids. Um, never really thought of it as a career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I kind of went the traditional route. I graduated high school. I went to college um, at Duke University. I majored in developmental psychology um, nice. and I was a tutor um, for my work study program at a Montessori elementary school there. And that was sort of my first taste of like one-on-one working with children. Um, So I moved, when I graduated, I moved to New York just because everyone else was doing it. (laughs) Um, And I assumed I was gonna treat it like a gap year and just kind of have fun in the city. I took a nanny job. Um, just because it was kind of easy for me and I intended to go back to school and become like a counselor for kids with behavioral disabilities and learning disabilities. Um, but I just fell in love with my first nanny kid and I loved, um, being so instrumental in like her growth and development and helping the family. So it just became a thing. (laughs) And that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Yes. And you never looked back. I mean, that's similar, uh, pretty similar to to me as well. I, you know, moved to Chicago and was just looking for any job um, Mm -hmm. and kind of fell into nannying and really then fell in love with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Um, Let's talk about work-life balance. So, 
when we are nannying, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. there, I, I feel like there's so much, it's hard because our jobs are not like a normal job, right? There's no HR right. department that we can go to when we run into an issue. It's hard to leave the like emotional stuff at work. <laughs> it, it definitely yeah. comes home with me. Um, so what are some of your just like, what's one thing that you have found to help you compartmentalize or like really take time off? So my biggest principle, I think maybe five or six years ago, I read the four agreements Mm. and my biggest principle as a nanny is do not take anything personally um, because I feel like we tend to internalize some of the things that go on in our work homes, not like thinking that they have to do with us or are caused by us or are a reflection of the job we are or we're not doing. But nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with us, right? Like we are coming in and we're helping. And then when we leave, you know, their life sort of continues. So not taking things personally on the job really helps me to um, focus on my own life when I leave the job. Um, And then also just like, you know, if you set yourself up to do the best job and you look at the fact that you're working 50 hours a week, (laughs) right, every week because that's how I work, Um, you know, you have to then balance and give yourself, you know, some concentrated attention as well. Because like my families that I've worked for, like they, especially now working from home, they can be in and out, they can do dishes randomly at noon, they can throw in a load of laundry before a Zoom call, and I don't have that luxury. So I try to just schedule my time that I'm off, and make sure that I'm giving myself as much effort as I give my job. Oh, that's such a good way to put it of like, I'm giving myself (laughs) just as much as I'm giving my job, Mm -hmm. Um, which especially when you're working 50 hours can feel hard to do, I would think. Um, I have not worked 50 hours in a long time. And so, but when I did, it certainly... (laughs) was, uh, yeah, that's really, really hard to be like, okay, I'm home. I have like, you know, eight Mm -hmm. hours before I have to get back to work. What do I do with that eight hours? Yeah. Or like, I already loaded the dishwasher twice today. I already swept the floor today. I already did laundry today. I don't really want to do it again, but if I don't do it, then my house is a mess. My brain is a mess. My life is a mess, but I'm upholding someone else's life, which feels off balance. Yes, absolutely. Um, And we have, or I have an episode a few months back uh, that's called struggle care. And we did really talk about that of like specifically care tasks and how care tasks um, are like never ending. And so Mm -hmm. when your job is care tasks, which nannying is a job of care tasks, then to come home and have more care tasks to do. It's just, it's so hard. Um, Cause yeah, I'm looking around my living room right now and it is not (laughs) where (laughs) I would professionally be comfortable, Um, but it is functioning 
the way that I need it to. And so like, I'm able to kind of let that go. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's hard. It's really, really hard. I also want to go back to not taking things personally. I, I totally agree. Although I haven't thought about it in those terms before. So let's say, (laughs) um, like I, I, I've read on the nanny boards and things on Facebook, people oh, like, <laughs> oh, they're, yeah, they're fun until they're not, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Um, but I, and, and they are a lot of fun at times, but yes, sometimes it can get out of hand, but I've seen people like accidentally come across things that were about them, right? Like, Ooh text messages or um, like a, a note or whatever, accidentally like coming across these things that are about them. How, how Whoa. would you, <laughs> I know, I know. Like if it is personal, mm-hmm. how do you navigate that of like, now I need to, I do need to deal with this. Um, right it is personal. What, what, what do you have to say about that? Or do you think? Well, it really depends on two things for me. One is how I came across it. Was I looking for it? Um, was, was I minding someone else's business? Like I'm really careful. Um, you know, 10 years of nannying, there's always going to be paperwork out and what have you, you might use the family iPad. I try to be careful to avoid those things at all costs. Right. Just because, you know, what you don't know won't hurt you. And if if they're not bringing it to you, then it's not important enough to them, in my opinion. Right. But if, it's, if you come across something that is about your performance, right? Like, so something my bosses could probably say about me is she is always five minutes late because I am always five minutes late. Then if I saw them complaining to one another about it, then I would just correct the behavior. Right. Um, Because it's human nature to talk to your partner about someone that you're paying money to do a job, right? And if it's completely job related, then maybe I should just get that together. But I mean, some of the more messy things that I've like seen in the the forums and the situations, I'm not even sure how you go about addressing if you found something you weren't supposed to see. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you even start the conversation like I saw your text messages like (laughs) right I would have no idea if it wasn't work related honestly and it wasn't endangering me or wildly inappropriate I would pretend it never happened yes that's a really good point Mm -hmm. yeah and I've actually so I uh one of my nanny families uses the ipad um as like the baby monitor, right? Which I think is getting oh, pretty common. So they have like a Nest camera and they, um, Nest sponsor me, go for it, please do. <laughs> um, but they they have a camera and so that's like how I watch the kid at nap time. Um, okay. And one time the there were like text messages popping up because I think that they had used it that weekend as like, a communication device. Um, Mm -hmm. but usually it was only for watching the kid. And so like, that wasn't normal. Like it wasn't normal for text messages to be popping up. And so like, I immediately texted from my phone, the nanny mom and was like, 
Hey, like your text messages are popping up. Like I'm going to shut it down. Um, as best I can, like that, I don't, that they're not banners and I'll just leave them there for you. But I just wanted to let you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and she like appreciated that so much. And, but I was also like, of course, that's what I would do. Like for me too, because yes, if you find something through like not so great means, like if you were Mm -hmm. looking for it, then yeah, then you just know that. And you can't unknow it. Right. (laughs) And then you either have to like do the work to let it go, which can be work, or you have to address it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the text message thing is interesting because I feel like a lot of my bosses over the years, we've had like a group text. So mom, dad, and nanny. Mm -hmm. And I have had to remind them like, hey guys, I'm on this text chain. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> yes, I've had that too. I think you're just trying to talk to one another. Um, but yeah, I just avoid it. And if it if I find you complaining about the job that I'm doing, nine times out of 10, I'm just gonna either fix it if I agree with you, if it's a valid point, or you know, if it's big enough, then we may have to have a sit down and you know talk about if things are working. But I, that would be so awkward to be like, hey, I saw a note that you left for your <laughs> husband that said that I'm awful. I would never (laughs) right no me neither so yes I I guess just just all this to say like part of maintaining a work-life balance is like don't go after the drama yeah you have to have discretion you have to focus on what your job is which is your proxy parenting you're taking care of the kids you're taking the load off the parents you are not there to you know manage all these other parent emotions and feelings and stuff like that. Just focus. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's another really great point of like, know why you are there. And yeah, Mm. I feel like sometimes there are these little like whirlpools that you could get sucked into on your, you know, when you're sailing your nanny boat of like, (laughs) I could go get sucked into that drama. I could get sucked into that drama. Um, and choosing to steer away from them instead of into them can make such a big difference. Definitely. Yeah. So another aspect of, of work-life balance is that when you leave, I, I guess I'm asking about like, when I leave at the end of the day, a lot of times for one of my kiddos in particular, the, um, the goodbye routine is, it like gets longer and longer and longer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guilty of this. Yeah. Yes. And like, it's coming from me too, because I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course I want to stay and, you know, like finish the game we were playing or whatever. Um, but then I feel heartbroken on the days that I'm like, I actually like, I have to go right. Like now, um, what advice do you have around that of like, is there a way to help explain to a kid? Like some days I can stay in place. Some days I can't things like that. Well, for me, I don't run into that as much just because I work a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and at 6 PM, my kids nine times out of 10 are kind of done with me anyway. (laughs) Um, And I mean, it just depends on the moment. Um, I believe in being very authentic 
in my explanations to my kids. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-month-old. Um, and they know who I'm coming home to. They know my partner. They know my dog. They know my mom, my family, or whatever. So if I find us having trouble transitioning, then I will try to set up an activity and pass the activity to mom and dad, um, which Great I've idea. done before. Um, so like, don't you want to show mom the bingo game? Don't you want to show her how you beat me in Connect Four? Um, if I'm having trouble getting out the door um, and also making plans for the next day. So we'll uh-huh. talk about like, really got to go home and make dinner for Rudy right now, but tomorrow morning we're making pancakes or, you know, something for them to look forward to. Um, so that it's not such a blow. But my kids, to be completely honest with you, are like, bye. <laughs> right. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I, one, one of my former nanny families, the kid got TV time once mm-hmm. I left because then the parents were like starting and making dinner and stuff. And so like they didn't get any screen time except like right after I left for, you know, 20 minutes to watch Daniel Tiger and so never had a problem getting out that door Mm -hmm. Um, because they were like bye now I get to watch (laughs) Daniel Tiger Um, exactly which if I'm going to be you know scooted out the door for anyone Daniel Tiger is an excellent person to be (laughs) tiger I guess to be scooted out the door for Um, love that little (laughs) tiger Uh, but yeah so I but I love your point about One, letting your nanny kids know enough about your home life to know, like, I, you know, I have these things that bring me joy at home too. My partner, my pet, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I, I have a pet guinea pig. And so often I will say like, I have to go home and feed pretzel. Like (laughs) she's going to be so hungry if I don't go home and feed her. Um, so that's a really great way. Yeah. My kids have been to my house. My, Mm -hmm. I have a unique situation with my nanny family because I'm allowed to bring my kids to my house at my discretion. So they, before the baby was there, um, or was here, we would come to my house like twice a week for a few hours and hang out, play in the office, play piano, whatever, but they are good friends with my dog. And so if I tell them I got to take Beauregard outside, they know what I'm doing because they have taken him out and let him use the bathroom or whatever, you know? So they're like, all right, go see Beauregard. (laughs) What a great name. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So thanks. And I I also love the idea of like handing off the activity. I know when I, uh, I helped develop preschool programming for a theater Uh, a children's theater program here and I was like every class should start and end with coloring because a kid can like come and go from coloring Mm -hmm. pretty easily but it does there's enough to keep them engaged while I talk to the parents or you know greet the kid that is slow to warm up and having a hard time like joining us and things like that so having an activity that they can transition with is such a good idea. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I also want to talk about like when you are in times of, um, struggle in your job, like 
if you are getting those signs that it might be time to move on or um, there is a, a conflict that is going on that you're like, I, this is bad enough and big enough that I, I am going to have to address this, mm-hmm. um, which hopefully those times are few and far between. Um, but because we don't have these, you know, like HR resources or, um, places to turn to, what advice do you have around you're in like an area where it is really hard to leave work at work because there's something big on the horizon that's coming at you. Like, like transition or something. Yeah. Transition or. Yeah, like a a talk you know you're going to have to have. Oh, I'm a big fan of emails. Mm -hmm. um, Mostly because um, you can read it before you send it. Yes. (laughs) And you can, it helps you, when you write things out, it helps you look at it a little more objectively. It takes your feelings out of it. Mm -hmm. And it helps you, like for me, I've drafted many emails over the years that by the time I went back and read through them, I was like, this sounds ridiculous. Right. Maybe the problem isn't the problem that I think it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, when I haven't, like, so if we're talking about, like, if I feel like I'm not on the same page with my bosses, or if I feel like they're making my job more difficult or um, making it hard for me to take care of the child, I like to think of things in a cause and effect manner mm-hmm. um, and, and to let them know, okay, so when we do this, this is what happens. And this is why it makes either my job difficult or is slowing down development or progress or affecting behavior or whatever. Um, And I feel like when you lay out cause and effect, it takes out blame, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, And you can offer a solution. So, okay, if we are, if we're talking about, let's think of something innocent. If we're talking about a family that wants to get rid of a pacifier, right? Mm-hmm. And they tell you, we're not doing the passy anymore. We don't want that dental headache, whatever. Right. Um, but every morning you come in and your baby has a pacifier uh-huh. <laughs> and it gets to the point where you're like, so I'm the only person who's following through on something that you asked me to do. So mm-hmm. then that's when I'm in an email, I'm either, you know, bringing research about consistency and how I can't outparent you and how we all have to be on the same page or just the cause and effect of the pacifier. Okay, one hour of the pacifier affects your teeth this way, or two, you know, or whatever, and then offering an alternative. Um, and then ultimately you leave it up to the parents because they are the parents. Now, right. if that's gonna affect whether or not you feel comfortable staying in the position, that's your personal decision, but it kind of helps you separate how you feel or whether or not you feel considered versus whether they're doing something that is making the job itself difficult and detrimental to your nanny kid, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And uh, whether you know it or not, Amber, you actually just outlined nonviolent communication um, perfectly. (laughs) Um, Because that is, it's like, when, when this happens, this is the result. Right. Here's what I would like to try next time. Right. And that's, it's so brilliant when you approach things that way, how, um, 
how it can get solved without, yeah, like wading through. You, I felt this way in this moment and you did this to me. It's like, no, it's right. never like you did this to me. It's like, this is what happened. This was what resulted from that. Mm-hmm. And like, how can we do better next time? Yeah. And it, I feel it helps deescalate us as the nannies as well mm-hmm. to take our feelings out of it. Because at the end of the day, we are in a role of service. Mm-hmm. So while our feelings are absolutely valid and can affect whether or not we enjoy going to work, at the end of the day, you're, you're serving a family. And if they're okay with the effect of their cause and they acknowledge that, especially written in an email, right. then you have to wash your hands of it, you know? Yes, yes. And it can be, it can drive you crazy um, oh, it if will. you yeah. let it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you let it, like it can really get to you. But uh, I completely agree. Of like, the at the end of the day, the parents get to make the decision. And I also really like your point about, you know, if it's big enough and bad enough and making your job difficult enough, like there is room to look for a different position. There absolutely is. Um. So because if you can't in good conscience, serve that family (laughs) to the best of your ability anymore. You know, again, taking your feelings out of it of like, you know, I just can't do this anymore. And then you, you look for other work, which is a sad reality of our job, but our job will always end, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And before most parties want it to. Mm -hmm. Yes. For a myriad of reasons. Um, yeah. So I also am curious about, I have run into nannies and, and borderline on this myself at times where our identity is being a nanny, right? Right. Like we are proud nannies, which is wonderful. Love. I, I, I am a proud nanny. Um, but I, I've run into people that, yeah, like their whole identity is nannying, caring for children. Um, and it's like all, all they talk about, and maybe it's just all they talk about with me um, because I am also a nanny. <laughs> right. But what <laughs> advice do you have for folks who are feeling like I'm working all the time. I don't, I don't know other stuff. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't have other hobbies cause I don't have time or like bandwidth for other hobbies, things like that. What, what advice do you have for like expanding those horizons? I guess. Well, I think, I think it's important to find hobbies. Like mm-hmm. you have to go back to the things. So if you had five days of absolutely nothing scheduled, how would you spend them? If mm-hmm. money was no object, if you didn't have to show up to work, how would you find yourself spending your time? Because, you know, five days, you, you, you get one of them to recharge, right. <laughs> one of them to catch up on your home life. Mm-hmm. But then at some point you have to do something to entertain yourself, to stimulate yourself, something that brings you joy. And for me, focusing on things that I would do if, if it didn't make me money, if it, if no one saw me doing it, um, those things are your hobbies and spending time doing them is so important because 
you know, you have something to look forward to outside of what you do. Nannying is not who you are. I know we love to say that I am nanny, hear me roar, but it's not who you are, it's what you do. Right. Who you are is a whole spectrum, a whole host of um, different things. And honestly, like even just trying new things, like when's the last time you cooked a homemade dinner on a Wednesday night for yourself or your household? Or when is the last time you put a plant in dirt? You know, when's the last time you got on some roller skates, rode a bike, just like try new things that don't include taking care of anyone else. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is such a good point. And, uh, (laughs) and I, I love, yeah. Like if you are sitting there listening wherever you are and you're like, what do I do? Like, what, <laughs> what do I do outside of nannying? Or like, I, I am struggling to find a hobby. And I think, you know, certainly the year of quarantine forced everyone, I think, to, to find, find some hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like, I just, you know, kind of come home and watch TV until it's time to go to bed and then <laughs> go to bed and start over. Um, and maybe, and maybe that works for you. Like that can be your, your hobby. Like I am really into drag race right now. And like, it is consuming (laughs) a lot of my attention and I care very deeply about these drag queens, but the second it's over, (laughs) I like forget who they are. And I mean, I don't, I like, I still love them, but you know, like the second it's over, I love having something that like consumes my attention for a moment and then I can let it go. It's like an escape. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so maybe your recharging is that, but I love the idea of like, what, what fills my cup? Like what brings me joy and like exploring things until you find that is such a wonderful and delightful way to do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I found myself doing it a lot in the past year just because, like you said, we were quarantined and it was like, okay, I was still working full time. But then when I wasn't working, like for like two months, we just binged Walking Dead after Mm -hmm. work. And it was like, this is not, (laughs) I need something a little better. And so I, you know, I started forcing myself to do things like gardening or my partner bought us bikes bike riding, um, you know, hiking, getting outside. I like to take pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, so photography, um, and we still watch TV. I won't, I won't front. We still come home and watch TV, but we do have things to look forward to so that my job is not the only thing that fills my cup. Yes. Yes. Because then if you build your whole joy on your job, as we were talking about before, your job will end and probably before you are ready for it to end. And so that makes it that much harder to transition between families or to a different career. If that's the direction you're going in a healthy way. Um, Yeah. If you don't have any other. Yeah. Because you find yourself yourself grieving when these Mm -hmm. jobs end, if your whole identity it's almost like, and I mean, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. I know someone will be like, that is not the same thing. And no, it's not. But it's almost like if you were fostering a child for a right. period of time, and then all of a sudden the court contacted you and was like, all right, we're going to reunite now. And now you have to just 
figure, if you don't have anything else in your life, but that job, it is, it's all consuming. So then it's like, now what, now who am I? Now, what do I do? I mean, sure, you can find another family, but like, that took up your whole heart. You're going to have to go through an entire grieving process before you can, you know, start the process again. Right, right. And yeah, when it's your livelihood, the grieving process can be extra hard because you're like, well, now I have to go to work. I'm not happy in my Mm -hmm. new job, all that good stuff. So doing the work of um, knowing of spreading your joy out during the job can be really helpful for that end. Cause you will grieve no matter what, but you know, right. it becomes unbearably hard when right. it, it was your identity um, and you were completely wrapped up in it. So I do think an important part of work-life balance is having the life part, you know, be like a full world yeah. that also you want to yeah. visit. It also helps to have a home that you're excited to go to, mm-hmm. like a space that for you is just the best place in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Even if you can't like buy your dream home or whatever, but just like little things like what your home smells like, what plants you have in your home, you know, whether you have like a pullout couch in the living room for like weekend sleepovers or whatever, like you just have to have something to look forward to when you're leaving work um so that you're not just completely consumed Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree and yes I a big part of my quarantine journey was like making my I already loved my space but really making my space like a place that I want to be and Mm -hmm. it is so nice to sit down on the couch and not be immediately summoned um, right. <laughs> by right. tiny voices right. <laughs> because nothing nothing gets them to pay attention to you faster than you just sitting down and looking comfortable. Um, so, <laughs> so true. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, and like, like the other day I tie-dyed with some friends like outdoors and masked, but we tie-dyed and it was so fun. I bet. Like just planning out, you know, how you wanted it to look and how you can achieve that. It was just, it was great. We like played tunes, we tie-dyed, um, we shared videos afterwards of like us undoing the tie-dye because you have to keep it in there for like seven hours, which mm-hmm. <laughs> I had forgotten. It had been such, such a long time since I had tie-dyed. I was like, oh, I totally <laughs> forgot how to do this process, but I had a blast. So, you know, even something silly that's not necessarily like, I don't think tie dye is going to be my new hobby, but like, <laughs> it was great to revisit that fun thing I did yeah. as a child. Yeah, we, um, my partner and I last night, he built a fire pit in our backyard, like nice. dug it out. And he insists on, you know, starting the fire with wood. We had to clear some trees in our yard and he insists on using wood that he cut down and starting the fire with a flint. So for him, that was like, he was so excited all week to come home and do that on Friday night and build a big fire and just hang out in the backyard. Yeah. And you get to benefit from that too. Sure did. Because <laughs> you, you don't have to do all that, like really uh, the, the minute details right. of how he wanted to do it 
to benefit from it. So that's right. so lovely. But I also think that's great of like honoring, like I have gotten so into cooking and that's been a journey before um, COVID, but I've gotten so into cooking and there are there are certain things that I'm like, I like doing it this very particular way, even though it takes me longer. Um, mm-hmm. Or I like doing it this like not particular way because I like the flexibility of like, I have to eat this and that's fine if it doesn't taste the way I wanted because I wanted to experiment. Um, but yes, I think that doing things the exact way you want to do them is also really, really fun. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's not, you know, the fastest path, because that's, we don't always have to do things in the fastest way. Yeah. And when you don't have an audience, <laughs> yes, just do it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm also curious about, like, we've talked a lot about work-life balance and like not bringing it home with you, but for nannies who are feeling really burnt out, um, because I feel like when you are feeling burnt out, it can be hard to find any joy in the life part because it's like work is burning me out so much, but I, I have to make money. How, Mm -hmm. what are your, your ways for battling burnout personally, I guess? So my first favorite way mm-hmm. <laughs> is I show up differently at work. Um, mm. I think it's a luxury that I have from having been at my job for so many years. Um, I've been with the same family for over four years. Nice. And we have established, especially with this pandemic year, we have established that they are grateful that I come to work, period. Mm. They're not very picky about how it goes. <laughs> right. So Um, Like I'm a nanny who doesn't really turn on the TV a lot um, just because I feel like it's something that the parents should have as a crutch if they need it, you know? So if I'm feeling burnt out and I'm exhausted, you might catch us watching a movie um, when you normally wouldn't. Or I'll let the kids eat PB&J outside because I want to be in the sun. Like I find, I try to find ways to be less rigorous with you know, getting the schedule done, getting the house clean, getting, you know, having the kids dressed a certain way. I try to find some joy at work because at the end of the day, I do love my kids and I love hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have to make sure I make time for the fun parts of being a nanny. Um, And I'm thankful to my nanny family that if if they see me turn on the TV at 9 a.m., they don't say anything. Like (laughs) they just understand. All right, Ember's having a low key day. Additionally, I like to schedule mental health days, Mm. Um, just a random Friday off. Like if it's a Tuesday in February and I just feel like the world is so heavy, I will schedule a Friday off for like the end of March Uh and I'll have that to look forward to. (laughs) Yes. I'll just get really excited about that um, and focus on it for a while. I've learned to kind of schedule a day here and there more often rather than waiting to, you know, bank an entire week Mm -hmm. to take off um because it you know being able to take a Monday off like recently I took a Monday off me and my partner and we went to a winery on a random Monday and that just felt so empowering and freeing and you know um 
I think doing things like that um, are really great. And then also just like, make sure you do the basic things like eat good foods for you, um, feed your body well, hydrate, take a walk, you know, get some sunshine, listen to music that makes you happy. Like those little things day to day make such a big difference in your mindset and how much you can deal with as far as the job is concerned. Um, I think we really, we really underestimate those things, you know, especially like the year of pandemic. I feel like we were all just like eating nuggets and ice cream (laughs) and, you know, trying to just feel better when really we were making it worse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We couldn't get to the gyms. We couldn't, you know, see our friends and laugh outside a lot. And I feel like those little changes really helped me get through. Yeah. Burnout. Completely agree. Um, and, but, and I, I am actually grateful for the time to like completely have that journey because Mm -hmm. I definitely did do, you know, the, the time of like, I'm not taking care of myself at all. And like, I got to touch the stove and Hey, it was hot. (laughs) Just like I thought, (laughs) but I got to like fully touch that stove, you know, and it does, it makes such a big difference, like feeding your body in a way that is nourishing. Um, and, and like getting outside and going for a walk and all of that good stuff. Um, it's so important, but I also loved what you said about like how you show up to work. And I love that your nanny family is supportive of, yeah. of that. I think for, if, if you're listening and you're like, okay, that would never fly with my <laughs> nanny family. Um, I think that there are also subtle ways to do that. So like you said before, being really honest and open with your nanny kids, like I, there are times when I am, you know, about to get my period and things like that, where like sitting on the floor and playing is really hard. <laughs> like my back does not feel good doing that. Or, you know, I just need to be up against a couch or whatever. And so there was one time that one of my nanny kids was like, you know, play Legos with me. And I was like, you know, today my back is really achy. And so I, I'm happy to play Legos, but I'm going to do mine up on the coffee table. You're welcome to join me on the coffee table, or we can, you know, play in our own little areas and show each other things. And, um, and he, you know, chose to stay on the floor and I took a few Legos up on the coffee table and it was great. Um, and my needs were met and his needs were met. But like a month, not a full month, but a few weeks later, <laughs> there was a day that he wanted to play Legos again. And he goes, Marfa, can you play Legos on the floor with me today? Or is your back still itchy? <laughs> I was like, oh, bud. Um, I was like, my back is fine today. Thank you for asking. I um, love that. I love that he remembered itchy over achy though. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it was so cute. But yeah, I think, you know, you don't have to twist yourself into knots or like sacrifice your own needs and wants <laughs> to right. be a good nanny. Right. And that's part of being authentic mm-hmm. in, you know, this is how I feel today. <laughs> how do you feel today? 
you know, and I try to be as, as accommodating as I try to be to my kids, as far as hearing how they're feeling and either trying to find a a solution or just letting them know, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, um, but this is how things are going to be. I do the same thing with myself. Um, And I will tell them like, I actually, it's 3 p.m. and I haven't eaten today. So I'm going to take 10 minutes to eat. If you want to sit next to me and read, you can. If you want to go play, you can. Um, But I really need to do this right now so that I'll be okay, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? And it, I think it makes kids a lot more compassionate and a lot more considerate. Um, Cause like you said, your nanny kid a few weeks later was like, are you good? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, um, yeah. cause they remember those things. And when you, when you just tell them how you feel, they're like, oh, okay. Wow. You have, okay. You're not perfect. Awesome. Right. Right. <laughs> and it also gives them permission to speak up for their needs and wants right. Right. when it's, when it's not perfect. You know, if they're like, I'm I feel mad today it's like cool thank you for letting me know let's you know let's see what we can do um like do you want to feel mad do you want to continue to feel that way then let's like lean into it or do you would you like to work towards feeling a different emotion um but allowing space for them to feel how they feel as long as the behavior is not hurting themselves or others, I think is great. I agree. And it's something that I really love about Winnie the Pooh. Um, Some of my nanny kids are really into Winnie the Pooh. And I love that like (laughs) all of them, you know, because they're based on different mental health disorders. yeah. Yeah. All of them have their own things, but they're all so inclusive. Like they always invite Eeyore, even though he doesn't say yes a lot of the time. I actually, funny story, was obsessed with Eeyore as a kid. Yes. Um, because I was not a super, super smiley kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, adults have a tendency to tell kids like, smile, give me a hug, be happy. Your life is easy. You don't have bills. Um, and so I find my, I found myself really identifying with Eeyore as a kid. Um, and I think it has really informed how I treat my kids' emotions because you don't have to smile for me to take a picture of you. Like you, you don't have to be happy. You don't have to hug a stranger or, you know, a family member that is a stranger to you. Um, so yeah, I love Winnie the Pooh too. Yeah. And I just, I think that allowing children to show you their whole self, um, is wonderful and even if you do that, allowing children to see that you are also not perfect, that you, yeah, being as authentic as you can be is really, really wonderful and teaches them so much. If you can't do it for you, you can do it for your kids, you know? <laughs> and your community. I mean, who can yes. work 50 hours a week for 10 years and smile the entire way? No one. <laughs> no one. No. Yeah. Agreed. Um, wonderful. And I, I think that that also goes for like, if you're having a day where you're not feeling great, cause I, you know, I know COVID has changed a little bit when we call out for being sick, but a lot of the times nannies, you know, if you get sick, you probably got it from them. Right, so no, 100% of the time <laughs> you're still, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so you're still, you know, a lot of the times you might take a day to feel better, but a lot of the times you're going in, not at a hundred percent. Cause you're like, we've already shared these germs. Right. 
Right. 100%. It's actually why when we, because when COVID hit, I was in a nanny share and Mm -hmm. I worked the whole way and the families just formed a bubble because it was just like, we've all been breathing all over each other for four years. So, yep. That's (laughs) same, same with me. Like everyone else was like at home, like I'm so bored. And I was like, I'm still, I'm actually working more now (laughs) than I was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is there, is there anything that you feel like we haven't covered? I mean, I know that like work-life balance is, is a huge topic, but um, are there other areas that you can think of that we need to, we need to talk about? Hmm. Not really. I mean, I, I'm, the reason I guess I can share, the reason that I'm so passionate about work-life balance as a nanny is because I feel like as an industry, we lose so many good nannies because they feel like they either have to be committed to the work or go and live their lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like so many nannies, once they're ready to, you know, get married, settle down, have kids, buy a home. It's like being a nanny feels impossible because you don't have time for anything else. And I really want us to find a way to be great nannies and also have, you know, a quality life to go home to rather than feeling like we can only be in the industry temporarily um and then we have to get out (laughs) you know that is such a wonderful point and I I totally agree that 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 we do we lose so many good wonderful nannies because they can't the industry can't navigate how to not demand everything from you and um and I, I do think the onus is on us to help educate parents <laughs> around right. like setting boundaries and being like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to answer text messages on the weekends. Yeah. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I, I will deal with that when I step in the door on Monday. Now I will say, I tell my nanny families, um, frequently I say, you know, I actually, it raises my anxiety (laughs) to have something pop up. So if you know that there's going to be a change in the schedule or like something is coming up, I would actually prefer the text message with the heads up. Not that I have to respond, not that I have to text back, but like, you know, B4 has a, a doctor's appointment this week. Just wanted to let you know it's on Wednesday. This is how it will affect you. Um, like I appreciate that. Me too. I mean, we, my nanny family, I mean, we're kind of at a, a very friend level. Right. Um, like I said, it's been over four years, but they know, like if they text me, like if they'll text me past like 8 PM, it normally starts with sorry to bother and you don't have to respond, but wanted to let you know. Yes. And that for me keeps my anxiety down about, um, you know, feeling like you're working after hours. I also think that we need to introduce the concept that because you nanny for a family doesn't mean you babysit for them too, mm-hmm. because <laughs> um, the pandemic has taught me that 50 hours a week is plenty. Right. And someone else can do date night. Someone else can do, you know, the random uh, nap supervision so that the older kids can get out and about with the family. Um, I really feel like we contribute to the notion that um, 
we are always nannies around the clock when we work all day and then also all night and then also on the weekend and then also when they travel (laughs) and then also like all these other things so I'm actually really hopeful to get away from like the world is trying to open up and I really don't want to get back to the speed or the pace I was working at before um and I feel like you know every family should have you can have your nanny your full-time nanny but you should also have a different sitter you know yes Yes, and <laughs> completely agree. And I also think that's really, really great for the kids to mm-hmm. have like a different style. Cause I notice when my nanny kids, I had former nanny kids that I was in theater. And so it's just like, I'm not really available um, for like nighttime sets. And so a different uh, one of my dear friends would often come over and babysit for my mm-hmm. nanny kids. And like, when I came back in on Monday after she had been there, like I could tell like that she had worked with them. And I was like, thank you. Like, thank yeah. you for like helping in these areas that I was feeling stuck. Um, you know, they would be like, oh, well, it was Katie. It was Katie Anderson Leineke who's been on here. Um, they were like, you know, Miss Katie said we should do this because of this. And I was like, oh, she's brilliant. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> like, beautiful. Yeah. So I think that there is multiple wonderful reasons to have like a babysitter list. And even if they're not, you know, coming in and like <laughs> helping you get unstuck from stuff, it's just great to have like another set of eyes. Like I've, I've also experienced a nanny being like speaking to something that I saw, but like, wasn't sure exactly what it is. And she like gave that a voice and was like, Hey, I noticed this when I was babysitting. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. That really clarified some things for me. Oh yeah. That's awesome. So yes, I think that that is a great way to help uh, with work-life balance of being like, you know, I see your children the perfect amount the <laughs> right perfect now. perfect amount, yes. <laughs> and I am full. <laughs> yeah, I am full. And even like, like I'll go babysit, you know, in the pre-times and hopefully in the after-times too. I go babysit former nanny kids to like yeah. still see them, but that like fills me with joy. You know what I mean? In a way yeah. that like, it's different. It is. It's definitely different. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. And like, also, oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you go. I was just going to say also like, so we, we're always talking about the difference between a nanny and a babysitter or the differences. And mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm going to babysit like a former family or a family that I'm not as close to, it's so much more low key. There's a lower expectation and there's a little bit more gratitude because you know, we don't see each other as much. Whereas if I babysit my nanny kids, I find myself doing the nanny things that I wouldn't be doing if I weren't here this late. Like, oh, I might as well throw in some laundry or, oh, I might as well, you know, reload the dishwasher and make my life easier. Or I might as well do, you know, X, Y, Z. And so, you know, they say when you babysit at night, you're on the couch by 7.30, but I wouldn't be with my nanny kids because I, you know, I'm more involved. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know how the house works. You know what is going to yeah. impact like you're walking in the door on Monday. I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. 
um that yeah it's nice like the and even just the novelty of like (laughs) different house different kids different like Mm -hmm. areas of development it's all it's the novelty of it helps make it feel more fun and not like oh this week I'm working 57 hours (laughs) yikes (laughs) yeah yikes indeed um but yeah I love that so much and I I did realize that we didn't really touch on um for work-life balance if you are working for a family that doesn't respect your boundaries um how can you help with that I mean you know how or if they just don't know like if they are texting you at night and expecting you to answer or things like that and like you haven't addressed it at all because I I think if you've addressed it and you've said like these are my boundaries and they're ignoring them that feels like a different issue than um someone a family who just may might not know right I mean sometimes we can teach them by our actions Mm -hmm. um if I if you send me a text message at 10 p.m I'm probably just not going to respond. Right. And I'm, and I'm also not going to think about it. Like, I'm not going to allow that to have any space in my brain <laughs> until 8 a.m. Like, that's yep. literally what I've had to learn. And if you feel so passionately as a parent, as an employer, that you would like to bring up the fact that I did not respond <laughs> to your text message at 10 p.m., I mean, <laughs> I'm probably just going to give you a look that is um, confusion. Right. Um, and then if that does not help, then I will just illustrate. Okay, so I'm here 10 hours a day. Um, I wake up at 6.30 in order to be here by 8 a.m. I was asleep. Like I, right. I was like, because you don't know what someone is doing once they're off the clock, that they, they are literally off the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do feel like most families can take a hint and learn from you know, your lack of response. And if it's an ongoing problem, I mean, you really do. I hate telling people to, you know, start to look for a new job. I hate giving that advice only because I try to be solution oriented. Right. For sure. No, if someone is expecting you to, to have 24 seven qualities when you're only being paid for 10 hours a day, that's not going to work long-term. Yes. Yes. It's just, and I completely agree with you about, I, I think starting with just having your behavior um, reflect what you would like to see, um, right. much like we do with kids, but like, you know, I'm not going to respond to a text even sent at like, you know, 8 p.m. It's like, nope, I'm, I will address this. Like, this isn't something that I needed to know. This isn't little Billy is throwing up, you know? Right this is whatever, um, this dish was left out of place or whatever. Um, so having those boundaries and just behaving according to your boundaries is a great place to start. And then if it continues to happen, honestly, having that conversation of writing the email or, um, you know, if it's bad enough asking for a time to talk in person or, or anything like that, um, 
or even just mentioning, you know, like you could start with just mentioning like, Hey, I noticed that, um, sometimes you'll text me at night. Um, and it seems like you want a response. And I, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm happy to talk when I'm here about things like that. Um, but when I'm at home, I, I tend to have my phone off. Like I don't, I don't respond to, to texts from work during the evening, things like that. And you can leave it at that. Like, it's not, that's not accusatory. That's not like you're taking up all my time. You're expecting me to be all this stuff. It's, it's, this is how I'm choosing to live my life. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the do not disturb feature is really fun. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you can turn it on individual. Yeah. Just for one. Yeah. Yep. One phone number. Yep. You could do it for one or, you know, both of the parents or whatever. Um, that is so, that's such a good point And so true. Cause then you yeah. can greet that text when you want or when you're on the call. Yeah. And responding to a text that was sent after hours with good morning. Yes. <laughs> Just saw your text. You know, I mean, I feel like Again, it goes with the don't take anything personally. Some people just have to get it out when they have to get it out. And you just, you know, you decide when you're going to participate or interact. Um, but also, this is why I don't apply for super high net worth, super high profile, those sorts of jobs, because I feel like they come with these complications mm -hmm. of, you know, expecting your undivided attention. Yes. I am the same way. I got asked uh, when I was interviewing for some jobs, one, one family like was like, you are qualified enough to be paid more than we're able to pay you. Why, why aren't you? Why are right. you interested in us, basically? And I was like, here's the right. thing is that I enjoy my life away from work as well. And those jobs tend to think that they own you. And I am not for that. And, and I know that there are high net worth families that are also wonderful. So if you're working for one of them, congratulations. <laughs> but there is a general, there is a general trend. Um, and I, I think the stereotype that uh, high net worth, high profile families think that they own you is true. <laughs> um, generally. And also, the, also the requirement of, of keeping um, your job, you know, under wraps and, you know, the NDAs and stuff like that. I don't know if I could move so freely if my nanny kids had to be a secret, you know? Yes. Or if I couldn't say that I'm in Atlanta or if I couldn't say, you know, mm -hmm. that would be a much bigger challenge. And it would make it harder to balance your work and life because the people in your life don't understand the demands of your work because you can't share it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a really good point too. Um, and I also, I, I think that, you know, we were talking about trying out different hobbies and stuff before. There are nannies that do that so well. And so if you're listening and you're like, well, but I think that sounds actually kind of fun for a little while or something like that, um, of just like, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to make a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah. Then go for it. Uh, Amber and I are just saying in general, if you are, if you are after work-life balance, um, yeah. might not, might not be the position for you. Yeah. And then a lot of times it has to do with where you are in life. I mean, I'm 32. Yes. So when I was 24, 
you, I will work 90 hours a week if it means that I can go and take a trip and, you know, afford everything that I want. Right now, it's more important to me that I'm in bed by a certain hour, Yes, you know, that I got to do my little meditation, my yoga. It's just where I'm at in life. And so I feel like certain sorts of roles in the nanny community work better for certain time periods in your life, you know, like newborn care, a lot of them work, like they'll work four months, like just go, 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 go. Um, you know, they'll work like mm-hmm. 18 hours a day. And then, but then they take a month off and they just recharge. So right. that's right. how they get their balance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point too, of finding the work-life balance that works for you. But if you are not feeling like it's balanced right now, then this podcast was for you. You know, like if you are sitting there thinking like, well, they mentioned something that I'm doing and it feels like it's working for me. That's wonderful. Yeah. None of this is one size fits all. This is, you know, one size fits most. But if you feel like you have the work-life balance and you're doing something that we mentioned would hinder that. I'm so glad for you <laughs> and keep going, keep going until it doesn't work for you, you know, yeah, or if it's about nanny life. Yes. Not one size fits all. Just like you said, what works for one person or one family would, wouldn't necessarily work for the next. Yeah, exactly. So, which is why I've made 150 160 episodes and I still (laughs) have topics to cover because it's like every every child is different every family's different every nanny's different um and and figuring out how to navigate it all as authentically and child-centered as possible is it's hard but it's worth it yeah it's a constant effort for Mm -hmm. sure well Amber, this has been really <laughs> wonderful. Um, where can listeners find out more about you? So I show up daily on my Instagram page, which is at a nanny's life. Um, and yeah, that's if you're if you watch my stories, you'll get to see my day to day nanny life. Um, and then I try to put some thoughtful and relevant posts in the feed, just so you can feel seen as a nanny (laughs) Um, and I always say my dms are always open if you ever want to talk to anyone or bounce ideas off of me I respond pretty quickly she does it's true (laughs) um and I have shared several of your posts because they are they're um lovely and excellent like reminders and I have found that they show up when I need that reminder so um yeah no I really appreciate um your Instagram account so go follow that it will be linked down in the show notes so if you're driving or doing dishes or whatever you don't have to worry about (laughs) writing it down or finding it right the second it's down in the show notes click the link and you'll be swept away um wonderful Well, we end each episode with a fun, cute, uplifting story. And Amber has brought one. (laughs) Yes. So I am a lover of music. I sing all day with my children. Um, And this is actually the first family that has been of the same faith that I was raised in. I was raised Christian and they are Christian. So 
a silly thing that I do when a song is really good to me at the end, Mm -hmm. I say hallelujah, (laughs) just as a joke. Um, It does not matter what we're singing. It could be twinkle, twinkle, little star. It could be anything. (laughs) But my four-year-old, when he was two, um, and we were at like a family function, um, I think it might've been a birthday party or something, and everybody was singing happy birthday. And when it ended, he was like, hallelujah. (laughs) And everyone knew it was all because of me. (laughs) It was the funniest thing. (laughs) That's amazing. And I love that so much. Yeah. And now my two-year-old does it too. (laughs) Every Uh, song. It could be Blippi's fire truck song. When it's over, hallelujah. love that and what like just uh, added joy like music already brings joy but then yeah to add that at the end um brings so much joy oh thank you <laughs> for sharing that it's brilliant yeah well wonderful amber thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about this it, it was a it's a really important topic and it was a pleasure talking to you oh thank you so much for having me i loved it And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. I love providing Chronicles of Nannia to you at no cost. So if you love this podcast, please consider donating by clicking the support the show link in the show notes. I also totally understand if a donation isn't the way you can show your support right now. Another excellent way to support the podcast is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings help other nannies and caregivers around the world find Chronicles of Nannia. Also, if you love the show, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to get the word out about the podcast. And truly, thank you for listening. It really means the world to me. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.